Welcome to the Opinions on Pickens podcast, the sports show where there are no fouls or flags, only baskets and touchdowns. Here's your host, Alyssa Butterson. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Alyssa Butterson, and I'm excited to jump into episode 47. We have Coach back with us this week as well as a special appearance by a very special friend of mine, Katie Anger. She will be joining us for Pickens Picks. In this week's episode, we will be talking all things John Gruden and his resignation as the head coach from the Raiders, as well as some Kyrie Irving drama, COVID-19 related, that could keep him from playing this season or with the Nets at all. We're going to jump into some Pickens Picks after that with you as well. Coach, thanks for being here today. Hey, good evening, good afternoon to all, depending on when you're listening to this. Good morning. This is your boy, Coach G, baby. I'm in the building, place to be, OP fam. How y'all feeling out there? Well, I'm feeling good, Coach. How you feeling? Hey, man, I'm blessed. I'm alive. You understand? You know, I'm feeling better than uh, Mr. Gruden right now. (laughs) He might be a little... A little down on his luck, you understand? A little, that's um saying it nicely, I think. <laughs> Let's yeah. jump into it. Uh, it. John Gruden, we all know him as coach, ESPN analysis from Monday Night Football, Super Bowl champion with the Buccaneers, and then came back around to the Las Vegas Raiders, I believe in 2018, to sign a 10-year, $100 million contract with them. Mm-hmm. It came out this week via the New York Times. Let me go ahead and say that. During a separate workplace mixed conduct investigation that did not directly involve Gruden, found that Gruden casually and frequently unleashed misogynistic and homophobic language over several years directed at numerous people in the league, around the league, and also mocked some of the league's changes. Now, it's not unknown that Gruden is known to act a certain way, Coach Gant. Now, what were your initial thoughts when you saw this headline kind of come out? I mean, my initial thoughts were, in the words of Malcolm X, the chickens are coming home to roost. And, you know, Gruden, there's always been whispers about him being an asshole or a dickhead of sorts. That I've heard personally, I never really cared for the guy. And, you know, he's a Super Bowl champion, but that was really Tony Dungy's team back uh Buccaneers in 02. And he really hadn't done too much since, maybe another playoff appearance. I mean, since then, I believe. And it's I'm kind of speechless, to be honest, that all of this is coming to light now after well, since 2011, this has spanned 10 years. So, hey, this, this is going to be a lot. Over 650,000 emails. About, I mean, I'm not mistaken. Jesus, it's crazy. Let's break down some of the things specifically that were said right. by John Gruden. Now, he had some messages sent to Bruce Allen, the former president of the Washington football team, and others. While he was working for ESPN's Monday Night Football as an analysis, some of the emails Gruden sent we're mocking the league's commissioner, Roger Goodell, calling him a, quote, faggot wow. and, quote, clueless anti-football pussy. Wow. Now, this uh, is just one of the many things. He also 
said that Jeff Fisher should not have been pressured by Goodell to draft the quote queer in reference to Michael Sam, a gay player chosen by the team in 2014. Now, those are just two examples of a few things he said. He's also done things like (laughs) sent emails to Alan of women that were only wearing bikini bottoms, including a photo of two Washington team cheerleaders. And again, these are just a few of the things. There are many other emails with more unsettling things said in it. Now, my initial reaction to this was what a just, you hate to see such assholes go so far in their career and make, and just make it so successful when they're just genuinely not nice people. And something like this, when you realize it's well, what they know it started in 2011, that's as far back as they, they've dug, he seemed to be very comfortable sending these emails to people. And what that says to me is, obviously the people he was sending these emails to were comfortable with talking like that as well. So it, to me, is like, We've uncovered a little bit of this iceberg with seeing some of the things John Gruden has said. Now, who were the others, quote unquote, he was sending emails to? And what did these others, including Bryce Allen, what were their responses to these emails when he was calling people a faggot, when he was sending topless photos? Was it, gee, thanks, man, keep them coming or I'll see you at the strip club tonight? Or was it? Let's get back to business. Maybe they didn't even mention or comment on it. And that's just something I want to know. And those people should be brought to justice as well if their responses are similar to what Gruden's messages were. And to be point blank, they should be blackballed also. I mean, so which really where it all starts at, it starts with the Washington team. And they're still fighting in and out of court, different lawsuits because of, you know, misconduct at the workplace, women being harassed, players being harassed, like different employees being treated like pieces of meat. Okay. So they dug through. Ah, oh, we got Gruden. He's participating with Allen. Allen's gone now, of course. So he's kind of out of the picture, but not out of the picture. So, you know, is emails back and forth. And for what I'm understanding, some of the guys that were in the email thread is one of the chairmen of, um, in Dominic Tampa. He, uh, the chairman of the executive of the Outback Bowl. That's one of the guys. One of the co-founders of PDQ. He's one of the guys participating in these email threads. And I know I'm forgetting somebody else. I think is congressman's nephew or something like that. I know it's three like major players that are participating in these comments about, you know, not only women, but, you know, gay slurs or whatever. You you understand? And I mean, it's just not right. But you see the guys that are at the top, they don't really care about anyone else because it's about the bottom line and it's about their little circle and everybody else is just faggots, queers, homos, pussies, you know, idiots, degenerates, and it's not right. You understand? So it's going to be more in the coming days, I'm sure, because 650,000 emails, that's a lot to dig through. You understand? Now, this is another 
food for thought. I feel like how Roger Goodell handles this situation will really dictate a lot of his future as well. We already know John Gruden (laughs) was one of the many people that did not highly favor Goodell, but ultimately Goodell's not favored by many people. We know that. But still right now with what we're saying about the tip of the iceberg with Gruden just being a little bit of what this potentially huge scandal that could come out for the NFL, I feel like if Roger Goodell doesn't open an investigation on this and dig deeper and bring to light the responses in these emails from these other people and names, we can only assume what we all that we know for sure is we know Bruce Allen and others. And that's what has been reported by the New York Times. Now, I think that this will definitely unfold more in the next upcoming days and weeks. But as far as John Gruden goes, I do think his career is over. I mean, this is the land of the free and second chances, but I just genuinely cannot see John Gruden getting a second chance with any other team. I mean, you would be stupid to give him a chance at this point. Uh, I don't think that if he didn't get caught, None of this would have ever been brought to light. So I will say that as well. Again, many people of higher power and of success do things like this just normally and and on their everyday talk. And it's not something how we're even having this discussion now about how wrong it is. It's not like that for them. So even when you get a response from Gruden and it's his apology... And I believe he even said at the end of it, I am sorry of his apology or something. And you're just like, but are you? I mean, if you if you didn't lose your job and get caught, would you be sorry? I mean, people are hurt already. So, like, we're going back to those names. I got, I got a few right here. We got Ed Droist, and he's a co-founder of Hooters. So we already know what Hooters is about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I really can't say I love your food. Your wings are trash. Anyway, um, Jim McVeigh, he that's the executive I was talking about for the Outback Bowl, which is also the brother of the genius, Sean McVeigh. You understand? And we got Nick Reeder, and he's the founder of PDQ, and that's a Tampa-based restaurant, whatever, whatever. And your food's kind of trash, too. I actually anyway, like PDQ, but now I'm turned off. You know what I'm saying? This. So, the, like, and they said, I mean, of course, they don't want to respond to uh comments or they just kind of don't want to say anything because they just trying to see how everything unfolds but come on man you gotta get you you better get ahead of the bullet (laughs) being behind it because it's gonna be a lot and i guarantee like 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 dave Chappelle said you don't want to mess with the lgbt community because they're gonna come and they're gonna come hard at you all right You, you can call people in words and such, but just don't mess with LGBT community because you're done. John Gruden's statement after resigning as head coach of the Raiders was, and I quote, I love the Raiders and I do not want to be a distraction. Thank you to all of the players, coaches, staff, and fans of Raider Nation. I'm sorry I never meant to hurt anyone. Now, this is what comes to mind reading that. We live in a society where in the NFL, You can beat your wife. You can beat your girlfriend in the elevator and drag her out. You can do horrendous things. And none of that 
get you a punishment like saying these homophobic and anti-racist and stuff slurs. And to me, I feel like there just needs to be some kind of, it's just this world we live in. Like, how can you do actions and all these just effed up things and it just be okay? I, I just don't understand it. And like with John Gruden and all of this, I'm not saying it's okay, but I am happy that this isn't something that wasn't nipped in the butt right away. It was, we called him in, he resigned. And now again, like I think, or like I've been saying, this is just the beginning of it. And I'm not only interested, but here's another total side note. I know I'm going off on a different rant, but even in these emails, we couldn't cover things that showed us why Colin Kaepernick was blackballed from the the NFL. We could uncover so many things that we want to know these answers to in an investigation, not just on the Washington football team, but going in Mm -hmm. to these coaches and teams and just saying, you know, we need, we need, I don't even know open access or what it is. Like, I know these teams. Like, you, when you send emails through your official at Washington or at Raiders, they have to have somebody that monitors them, these things. And if they don't, where is your HR? Where is, how, how do you work your team without having a system in place for these things? But at the same time, you would think that you wouldn't have to have a person filtering through emails because you don't really expect this type of action. But, you know, the guys with money, they think they can just flash money and get away with everything. Nah, man, this is a new day. And even, I mean, I'm kind of guilty of, you know, sending pictures to friends like, ah, man, check this thing out or doing this. But to actually, like, assassinate someone's character and just be harsh and cruel, I mean, that's not right, especially when you're in a position to lead men, black men at that, because the league is mostly black, of course. And how can a player take you serious? How can you go into anyone's home or come to face to face with somebody trying to get to play for you? Nah, you're done, man. Like nobody, nobody's going to even touch you. Done, done. And I feel bad because actually his brother, from what I heard, is really a cool, a cool laid back cat. and. But now you're thinking like, damn, does the apple fall? How far does the apple fall from the tree? Is he just the same? But from what I've heard, he's a, he's a way cooler guy and not a misogynistic idiot as Gruden is appearing to be. And one more time on my point I keep making. We know what Gruden said. What did Allen reply? Was he sympathetic? Did he respond with an LOL? Depending on his response... <laughs> I mean, I mean, even Allen, who well, he was fired in 2019. I mean, so he's gone, so he. I know he was fired, but should he even have the option to be able to work in that NFL again? Should he's he? Done. He's already he should, been done. I, I mean, it's still though the door is still open unless yeah, the NFL ass. closes it. He's done. It pours through these 650 thousand emails. The reality is, for all the res- the attempts to move forward, this organization that is yes populated by many black players it is ran by many white men who hold (laughs) the views about race and power that are nowhere near even not only what most of the black people don't like but what most of the everyday just normal people don't feel like or think like because we we don't come from 
what they come from. We don't have this mindset like they do that it's just because you have money, you can say what you want because you you can't do what you want. And I think that if the NFL does not get that message across, then it will come back on Goodell. But I mean, that's just, I mean, it's just, it's just history and this is how it goes. You know, it's just systematic. Just, I mean, it's going to continue regardless. And like Allen, he's done. Like, it's so many lawsuits against him from just the cheerleader thing to girls feeling uncomfortable to him grabbing breasts or something. I know he has, he has a lot on his plate and he would never be allowed to be in anybody's NFL front office or locker room ever again. I put my life on that. And Gruden, I mean, same thing. Because honestly, I mean, what has he really done? Honestly, really? Because he had one stint with the Raiders. They were pretty good his first time around. And a couple of players even then, I want to say maybe Tim Brown, was saying little whispers about Gruden then. And fast forward 20 years later, guess what? If it's a duck and it quacks, it ain't no goddamn possum. <laughs> no. You know what it is. You see it. It's a duck. It's a duck. So we're not going to. We, I mean, we, we're not going to push this under the rug no more. You understand? As far as Goodell, he's done. He's gone. And RIP, he's never coming back to the NFL or even any job remoted to it. Right. And that's all I really have to say about that. I besides, mean, I feel bad for the family. Besides, the only other thing I have to say is it's time to expose the people he was emailing and what yeah. their emails were. And that will be my last thing. Even if we know who they are, how did they respond? And, and like you said, the guy, PDQ, all Hooters, if their response was something along the lines of supporting what he was saying, their company should no longer be able to do sponsors or work with the NFL. That's yeah. how far it should go. That's how it's going. It's going to trickle down that way. That's how far out. it needs to go for them to know yeah. the NFL is taking it seriously. And come on, Hooters. You guys had a lot of scandals a few years ago when you had managers drilling holes in the vet, in the restroom. And you were video yep. videotaping girls and looking at women. Come on, dog. If but I mean, get- again, look at this. You have freaking John Gruden emailing <laughs> topless photos of the Washington cheerleaders. Hey, man. It's rough. 2011 was 10 years ago. I get that we are, everything wasn't as savvy as it is now. Why the hell would this man email a naked photo? Why would you not text it? But same thing. <laughs> it don't matter. I get it. But emailing me is just so work professional to me. Like, it's like. It's just, that's just, I would never email something like that. Not me, you know. It just seems, screams privilege to me. That's what it screams. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I get caught because these people are on the same page as me and they're encouraging it. Let me email you a big shot of this breast. <laughs> oh my God. Well, now that he's out of it, you know, you know who else may be out of it, Coach Gant? Who is that? Kyrie Irving. Now, with one week until the start of the NBA regular season, it is very unclear whether Irving will be playing for the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets announced Tuesday morning that they would not be playing Kyrie or letting him participate with the team until he (laughs) meets the COVID-19 vaccination requirements, which means he needs to take the vaccine to be able to be a full-time participant. Now, we've seen from previous press conferences that Kyrie Irving has really not commented anything about the situation. But one thing is for sure, 
he's not interested in taking it. And another thing is for sure that the Nets are standing hard on their side where they're not going to allow him to be this halfway sometimes player. Because there are some arenas that you can't even go in without a, a vaccine. So what is he going to do? Would he play one game, not play one game? They're not going to do that game with him. As far as I'm concerned, Kyrie Irving is a problem for that team right now. I mean, Kyrie, he's a, he's a, a amazing, marveling talent. It's unfortunate because I really, I think he's, don't quote me, I, I think he's Muslim. And the reason, the reason he doesn't want to take it is for religious reasons. And me, I know a few people that they are not going to take it for that same reason because of the religious release that they don't have to take a vaccine. You understand? Are those few people a part of a team? Yeah. Like an NBA team? Not an NBA team. But it's kind of like, what do you do? You know, Are you going to stand by your stand your ground or are you going to play? And I think Kyrie, I think he, he, he may just retire. Now, Coach. For real. We know me and you, and as well as other people we know, have had their reservations about getting the COVID vaccine. Right. Now, that we do know. We do. I think the main thing about taking the vaccine, it's not just because of us. It obviously is because of others, but it's also because of your obligations. If for say I was on an NBA team and my option was you take the vaccine, you don't get paid and you, and you go home. It, it really wouldn't be as much of a decision for me, especially if me and my team sat down and us as a collect team, including the coach, if everyone on that team is agreeing, we're on the same page, we're going to do this. It's not fair to the team, the organization, the fans, that he's the one person holding this team back. Oh, or it's it, not fair. Or it's not fair for oneself. Like, it's not fair that it, yet they're going to pressure me to do this. I don't agree with then it. He don't, then he can leave. And that's what he's going to do. Then he can leave. And, and, point, and, point blank, they would trade him. For a freaking oil change at this point. Nobody wants him because now as a team, you got to think I'm going to take him and for potentially one or two options. He's going to retire when I get him or two, he's going to be a problem for us. Amen. And, and and it's, and that's how it will go. Kyrie, I mean, at this point, stand up and be a leader. Durant, James Harden, all those people will stand up and be a leader. Over 6.5 billion vaccines have be, been given out. Again, if you don't want to take it, that that is your choice. But do not hold your team back. D that that to me is is the ultimate. And, and guess what? He's do not, not hold your he's team. He's not holding his team back because he's not showing up. He's not there. Coach, he is he is holding his team back. He is they, a part of that team. He is a part of that team and a big three on that team, and he's holding that team and he's causing and a distraction. All this that we're talking about right here, this is taking away from basketball. It's making it about him. So it's making it a selfish thing now. If you know one thing, if you know one thing about Kyrie, it's almost like he knows he's good, but he really doesn't like playing basketball. So he's not really money driven because I think he really is a guy that really takes care of his himself. And he is, is about personal health for him because he uh he sent a letter or whatever. I need some personal time. Then he goes, you know, hangs with family. I think he really believes in family and believes in taking care of himself and he's he's stubborn as many may say and yes it's about the team but at the same time 
he has to take care of himself and do what's right for him and his family going forward. So it's kind of, I mean, it's really a finicky subject. And Here's I just a comment given to us from the team. And I quote, given the evolving nature of the situation and after thorough deliberation, we have decided Kyrie will not play or participate with the team until he is eligible to be a full participant. Nets general manager, Sean Mark, said in a statement announcing the team's decision, Kyrie has made a personal choice and we respect his individual right to choose. Currently, the choice restricts his ability to be a full-time member of the team, and we will not permit any member of our team to participate with part-time availability. Now, I think that was basically kind of what we've been saying, but said in a nicer form. They do respect his decision. Mm-hmm. They do. I mean, again, this is a... We're in the midst of a pandemic, people. And I know, I know we've, we've talked about this before, and I'm glad we're on the tail end of it now as opposed to being in the middle or right in the beginning. But times are still scary and things are still unknown. So it's cool to me to see that even though the teams do have rules, they're not out here saying, well, damn, fuck Kyrie because he's not going to get the damn vaccine. At least it's not a salty type nature. No, I mean, it's not, but, you know, going forward, it's going to be a decision that's going to be made very soon. Which decision? We don't know where this can go because this can go to a trade or retirement or him just breaking down coming in. But I just don't see that happening. With With it being this close to, I mean, he's let this go on for a long time at this point now. And again, I am going to stand by what I said where I think he's being selfish. As you should. Because... Let's say his decision is made. He's not getting the vaccine, which is what it seems like. Why drag it out for all these months? Go in the front office, sit down with them. Don't pull Aaron Rodgers where you're away from the team and you're just not making conversation or talking. Go in there and if you're about your business and you're sticking to your guns, guys, I'm not going to get the vaccine. So, so Where do we go from here? So, so they haven't had that conversation yet. But they haven't come to a conclusion. Okay. I'm not saying they haven't come to a conclusion. I know they've, they've had the conversation. And that's my point. And, and I, again, I feel like the Nets are doing everything that they can. They're giving him time. They're giving him space. Right. They're giving him opportunity. But that's where I go back to Kyrie being about Kyrie and not the team. Because even the team, you've had people come out, Durant and other people that say, we don't know what he's doing. Don't you know what I mean? So then that goes on my point, too. If you are about the team, even if you don't want to get the vaccine, his teammates don't know what he's doing. Those sit guys, with your teammates. Those guys, Durant knows what he's doing. Sit with your teammates they, they, and, and go over it. Durant knows what's going on. And it's like, it's not my place to tell you what this man doing. So mm-hmm. guess what I'm going to say? I don't know what he's doing. I mean, Kyrie is him. He's a whole different man than me. All but it is his place to worry about his team. And yeah, and that's all, and I'm worried about the guys who are here. And that's all we're going to worry about. We're not going to worry about this man. He's going to come in, he's going to come in. And we're going to run. If not, we're still going to run regardless. But here's co- where comes the other problem. If Kyrie's gone, there's a very high chance of the Nets losing James Harden. To who? Philly. They, they've been eyeballing him forever. Stephen A. Smith has confirmed it. I mean, that. And, I mean, think about this. So you would lose Kyrie. No. No, it's not then. It won't You happen. lose Kyrie or he retires or whatever happens. And then magically... Let's say James Harden goes to Philly. That makes Philly automatically contenders for the championship automatically. So now you got Kevin Durant loans some over here when you had a, a triple dream team. 
I don't know about that. Point uh, blank, Kyrie's being selfish. He's all about Kyrie. I think he's another one where we're saying his career's over, whether he decides it's over or the league decides it's over. No, he's going to decide it's over because you try to tell me. But pretty much, the league Kyrie, has already decided it. If he's not going to get dude, the vaccine, it's over. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's over. Shoot. I guarantee he he go play in China somewhere. He'll be a, a hero. He'll get a statue erected of him the very first day he, he appears. Well, we can definitely agree to disagree because I don't think anybody's as good to be this selfish and not put their team first mm, you know, at all. Kyrie is a box office show. We'll see, man. Now, I know we weren't able to go over individual games this week. We had some really hot stuff going on with the Gruden and the Kyrie drama going around leagues. But we do want to jump into Pickens Picks. And for that, I will be bringing in a special guest. So I'm going to let Coach Gant give his goodbyes. Hey, see y'all next week. Peace. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to the show, Miss Katie Anger. Thank you for being here today. I'm so honored. I really am. It's very exciting to be here. Opinions on Pickens, episode 47, and you are here for arguably the best part of the show, Pickens Mama, Picks. Mama, I made it. Mama, I made it. You, you ready to do it? You jump <laughs> Absolutely. in? Absolutely. I'm excited. All let's right. Let's it. let's start from the top. We have Thursday night football coming up, and who better than to see Tom Brady and the Tampa Buccaneers taking on Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles at home. Now, great matchup. I'm just going to have to go with my heart. And you know, my heart is all about Tampa Tom all the time. So I, let's go Bucks. I hear you. And you know what? I, on this one, I don't disagree. I think it's going to be a really strong game. I think Jalen's really getting into a comfortable situation with his offense. Eagles are really kind of establishing themselves in the East. They're ranked third right now, but you know, they're one of those teams that always tends to kind of make a bounce back. And I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes a shocking game, but Tampa Bay is strong. He doesn't have his right man Gronk right now. He's out with a rib injury, but. And you can kind of see it in his way that he plays in the games. He's been going towards Antonio Brown a lot lately. Yeah, he's really heavily relying on his receivers. Um, I think Godwin's potentially questionable as well. So he could be out of a few of his strong players, but. So I really do think it's going to be a great matchup, but I think I can agree with you on Tampa Bay. Now, this next game coming up is what we at Pickens Picks and Opinions on Pickens call a flop game. It's a battle of bad versus worse. Even worse. <laughs> now, that would be the Miami Dolphins versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, this game is actually in London on Sunday, so this game will be at 9.30 a.m. in the morning. And what kills me is I'm like, you're going to send these teams all the way out to London. At least send some good teams. Send Aaron Rodgers out there. You know, send a Joe Burrow. Like, I know. I come feel on. Bad for the people of London. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know who Miami's quarterback is right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, and you know, that's part of it, too. I mean, Miami, they're kind of rolling with Jacoby Brissett right now, but he went out questionable with a hamstring injury last week. Tua's on IR, but he's potentially el eligible to return. So it looks like, you know, Reed Sinet, the third string, is the only other active QB right now for them. Versus so. Surfer Boy. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, that old Clemson boy who's not used to losing. Well, guess what? He's used to losing now. God, 0-5. <laughs> he could never have pictured a worse way to come into the NFL, I guess. I know I've been saying this every week, but I got to go with Jacksonville just because I just feel like it's like this Jets team where they're always going to have one or two kind of wins that sneak in in the season. And what better way to get your team pumped up than to win in London? 
Absolutely. I don't disagree. I know they're having a little bit of a struggle right now with their O-line. Uh, James Robinson came forward saying that he was really kind of hoping to be used more, but you know, how much can you use one player? It's and let's really not forget an O-line situation about all the Urban Myers drama as well going on with that team. Yeah. You can't, you can't <laughs> expect your collegiate days at Ohio to carry into the NFL, my dude. So who are you going with, Miss K.A.? I think I'm going to have to go with Miami on this one. I'm really feeling strongly with Miami. We're going to see how that goes, though. <laughs> I love it. Moving on to Aaron Rodgers, that man versus Justin Fields. LOL. <laughs> Is that – am I saying the right name, Justin Fields? The Bears? Yeah, I am. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, versus that other bad man, Justin Fields and the Bears. Now, I have to say – we know the Bears ultimately as a, good, as a team are not that good. But I think Justin Fields has done exactly what this team needed. Gave them a spark. Absolutely. And, I mean, and they not only – he finally was given the true title as QB1. We saw it in last week's game against the Raiders. The Raiders have been one of those teams to watch, and, and they came out swinging and truly, you know, won that game. But you look at Green Bay, and, and you know, Aaron had a – terrible first game you know there's a lot of internal issues with that team but it's Aaron Rodgers he's a Super Bowl winner he's MVP um, reigning MVP (laughs) one of the biggest vets in the game right now still and it's just again another potentially great matchup with a great strong rookie QB versus a vet I mean Green Bay and Cincinnati went into overtime this last week yeah yeah so this could be another nail biter this could be a good game But I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. I think I'm going to have to also. (laughs) It's kind of like Tom. I can't not put my money on Tom Brady. Can't not put my money on Aaron Rodgers. For sure. Now we have that bad man, Joe Burrow, man, taking on the Detroit Lions who have just been struggling, man, just like those Jacksonville Jaguars. I got to go Joe Burrow and the Bengals. You know, can't disagree on that. The Lions 0-5. They put up strong fights, though. I mean. We've seen it with the Ravens. The Ravens have had some nail biters. They really, truly almost lost that game to the Lions. The Lions aren't what I would consider an 0-5 team, but I think they've had the luck of an 0-5 They're always right there. Now, they have – I did read this the other day. They're the only team to go 0-5 and lose in consecutive games where it came down to a 50-yard field goal. Yeah. Now, I mean, you got to think, you, you should at least hit one of the two. I mean, come on. You think. But it didn't happen that way. Now, I feel the same way about this team as I do the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they just need a win under their belt, something to get them going. But I don't think this is going to be the game to do it because Joe Burrow and this team is just, they're looking good. Sure. So I'm going Cincinnati. Uh, you know, we do have to remember, though, Joe went out with that throat injury, was it? So, yes. you know, that's. A potentially questionable situation, you know, are we getting QB1 or are we not? You know, who are we getting out of this game to? So I'd like to go with Cincinnati. It's a strong team. Otherwise, Detroit's dealing with, I don't even know right now, a couple different (laughs) issues going on. But I think it's going to be a Cincinnati win for sure. All righty. Moving on to the Houston Texans. Now, you know, that's a whole other situation they got going on there we have heard nothing but crickets from Deshaun Watson and their backup QB came in and he got hurt as well at the Colts now both teams again really kind of a flop game in my opinion but I'm gonna go mm, flip us a coin I'll go Houston I think I agree with that though you know they have I wish that Mark Ingram was getting more of the reps and 
more of the attention that he was getting out of Baltimore. I was really kind of hoping with that, um, especially since I put him on my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> but we're just really not seeing that side of him. And I also was hoping a little more for Brandon Cooks. He's been pretty up and up and down. So this could be a potentially really good game for him as, you know, our wide receiver, you know, second option, essentially. Yes. Um, they have good options on their O-line, but the QB situation will continue to kind of throw them off. Indianapolis, they looked pretty strong against the Ravens as well. Carson Wentz finally now that they have that whole situation worked out. Carson looked strong. Didn't pull up against the Ravens. Could it pay off against Houston? It could. I think if they played like they did against the Ravens, for sure. Um, but I think I got to give Houston on this one, too. Now, coming up to my forerunner of the MVP this season. Now, that would be Mr. Matthew Stafford, you know, the QB1 for the Los Angeles Rams, who is also my QB1 on my fantasy team. Now, they will be traveling to New York to take on the Dun, dun, dun. You remember Coach Gantz, New York Giants, the ones that have been struggling a little bit this season. Katie, I think you had some things to say about the Giants. Didn't you have a few things to say about the Giants? Here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) The Giants, man, the Giants. And that's, you know, I'm an NFC East girl. That is, I think. She's a Washington football team girl. (laughs) We're, you know, we're neutral on the show here, but catch me outside the show. We'll let you know. But the NFC East, I think, is definitely one of those strongest divisions overall but it's also one of those that is just continuously flip-flopping all over the place but the Giants have consistently held that fourth spot for a couple years now and I think they'll continue to (laughs) they lost seven of their offensive starters Barkley out Daniel Jones out the list goes on (laughs) Sterling Shepard potentially could come back this week they had four guys that were out last week that you know could look to maybe come back this week but then they lost Kenny Galladay, you're right. Saquon Barkley, they lost Daniel Jones out in concussion protocol, which if he doesn't pass, we're looking at Mike Glennon coming back in and doing the whole game this this uh, week. So not to mention they also lost their one of their best rookies coming out who was having a huge game, Kadarius Toney. He went out with an injection, so uh, but he also went out in an injury, and it's all very up in the air. So. And the list goes <laughs> yeah. on. It's uh, where do you where do you start? Where do you end with New York? But um, LA is a strong team this year. I you know I think it's an LA win hundred percent. I mean powerhouse. You got Woods. You got Cooper Cup. Man throwing again thirty one points a game on fantasy. I mean it's every fantasy person's dream. Not to mention still one of the best records in the league right Still one of the best. Well, I think we both can agree we're going with Los Angeles on this game. Now, this one's going to hit a little home to Katie, (laughs) but I know she'll make the right decision. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs are taking on the Washington football team at home. I got nothing really to say or talk about about this one. Bump Heineke, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes all the way. And his little brother on the sideline doing a TikTok. And his (laughs) his little girlfriend, Brittany, doing some tweets. Did you see her tweets? She was tweeting, the refs are never in our favor, ever. And then this woman responded back to her and was like, hon, like, everyone looks up to you. Like, could you shut up? And she was like, well, I'm kindly asking you to shut up. And like kind of kept going off stuff. My thing is, this is what I have to say, y'all. Giselle would never. Oh, my God. Giselle would (laughs) never. Let me just say that. That's all I got to say. Period. Giselle's a neutral way. And period. Uh -uh, (laughs) She don't have to say anything because there's nothing to be said. I mean, especially it's like, dude, 
You're married to Patrick Mahomes. Like, why are you going to start Twitter beef with, like, nobodies? That's like, it's just like, come on. True. Like, it's just like there's no true. reason for that. I'm going Kansas City, though, anyways. Cool. I know that's your Washington football team, but uh-uh. I think this could be a better game than people think. This is not the same Kansas City team that won the Super Bowl. You're right. We're seeing some mental struggles, potentially physical struggles with their team. No Edwards Hilaire. Pat Mahomes, no Hilaire. I think you said Kelsey was potentially questionable. Uh, yeah, but that's my man. He's going to be just <laughs> fine. I'm not worried about that. I'm but we have Washington at home. Heineke's truly stepping into this QB1 role that he has received. I mean, he won his first away game. He did lose last week, but it wasn't the worst. It was still a good possible. team play. It was a good um, yeah. game. And while, you know, Curtis is out and Logan Thomas, feel free to come back anytime. <laughs> um, again, my fantasy is hurting. But we still have that strong O-line. It could be better. They need to protect Heineke a little more, but this could be a good game for him for sure. I mean, shoot, tickets start as low as $48, Katie. You could just – well, actually, Katie has a story to tell you guys, actually. I've been waiting for her to come mm. on the show to tell this story. Katie, will you tell everybody how you broke into uh, the Ravens Stadium, please? For uh, legal <laughs> purposes, this is a joke. But um, ju- let's just say security is not too tight at M&T Bank. That's all I can say here. (laughs) Y'all, it's a juicy one. Come on, give him a little bit more than that, Katie. Let's just say it was a great game to beat the Pats in. (laughs) That was a good time. Speaking of, we got the Los Angeles Chargers at Baltimore. That's going to be a great game in my eyes. The Chargers are doing great right now. And the rate, I mean, Lamar threw for over 400 yards. This is 100% one of those games to watch. I mean, not only has Baltimore just consistently been putting on a show, Lamar's setting records out here, not only in passing, but also but then you have <laughs> Justin rushing. Herbert. Then you have Justin Herbert over here, yeah. who is also looking phenomenal. Yeah. Well, you know. Who do you, whoever you choose, I'm picking the other one. You go. All right. Well, I am a Be More girl also. That's, you know, it's confusing. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I get it. Um, I'm going Baltimore on this one. That team... Justin Tucker, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever Lamar can't do, which is a lot, Justin Tucker can make up for it. So I'm, I gotta go Balti. You're all one. in on the Balti? I'm all in on the Chargers. Let's go Justin Herbert. I, I think again, this is one of the highlight games of the day for me. Moving on to Minnesota, you know, Kirk Cousins, that guy going <laughs> to Carolina to take on Sam Darnold and the Panthers. Now, just as a side note, I have to say, Sam Darnold has, adjusted in so well at this Panthers team. I mean, it's almost like I've forgotten about his horrible tensure at the Jets and his time there. I mean, he's won more games in these first five weeks with Carolina than he did in seasons with the Jets. Now, that just not only shows coming to a new place, you know, being a a new team, new head coach, but just what a new environment can do for you and that sometimes your skills don't thrive in certain places. Absolutely. I mean... Not only that, we're getting a huge season out of DJ Moore now that he's finally kind of stepped into his role. He's in his second season, I believe, um, coming out of Maryland. You know, Maryland can produce some kids, that's for sure. But he's finally getting comfortable. And we're really seeing kind of a Carolina team that we haven't seen since, what, the Cam era? I was going to say, like, the Uh, Super Bowl contender. Um, And I have to say, too, I'm not being a jerk. You know, especially because Cam got released from Patriots. He's not on the team right now. As happy as he looks and all of his stuff and all that, you know there's a little part of him 
Absolutely. A little part of him that's like, damn, this team's doing good. Yeah. I feel for him. I, I you know, I, th- I was, and I do think Cam deserves to be on a 56 man roster. Now don't get it twisted. Sure. Sure. But I, 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 I with this right here, I'm going to go Carolina. I have to say that the Vikings have not been yeah. looking like themselves. And I have to go Carolina. I, I do too. You Even know. without Christian McCaffrey, I'm going Carolina. Kirk's been holding his own. He's been doing good work, but not, not un- good enough. It's not like what we saw when he was on Washington still. You know, that first season he was with Minnesota was a strong playoff run. Yeah. Um, but we haven't really seen that from him since. So I kind of agree. I think this is a good season for Carolina. I think they'll keep the momentum going. This one I'm really excited about, Katie. We have the Cardinals, the undefeated Arizona Cardinals, going to visit Baker Mayfield at Cleveland. Now, I'm excited for this game because I have to tell you, if the Cardinals manage to go 6-0 and beat this Cleveland team week six, they, I, I mean, I'm not yeah. – this is far-fetched. They could go undefeated. This is the team they to could go undefeated right now. They are the one and only undefeated team left in the league right now. Pretty unexpected, I think, especially on my part, at least. I can't speak for you, but on my part, I would say that's pretty unexpected. But this Cleveland team is kind of making a comeback. You know, I hate that Stephen A. quote that you showed me where it's just... <laughs> Stephen A. said, you're, you're, something like, you're not going to win a championship with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. Don't quote us on that. We'd it have was, to double it was, check it was, that. It was around that. Yeah. It was around in, in that vicinity. But I have to say... When I think of elite quarterbacks, and I'm being honest with you, Katie, I don't think it's Baker Mayfield above a Lamar, above a Patrick, above a, even a um, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. I, I don't see him above those people. So in my eyes, is he a good quarterback? Yes. Is he elite? No. Is he better than Kyler Murray? No. Not in my eyes. And I'm going Arizona. Okay. I think they're going to be 6-0 and after this. But I do think it's going to be – a. And the crazy part is, last week when Arizona played 49ers, I'm in my head thinking, this is going to be a huge high-scoring game. Yeah. It was 0-10. We're not seeing that out of the 49ers this year, though. No. I mean, I think that this will be a back-and-forth game, and it'll be exciting for people to watch. I'm going Arizona 6-0. I kind of have to agree with you. And and on that, you know, on that Baker note, I will say – we're seeing that, I think, right now with Trevor Lawrence. I think we're seeing it with Tua, where these guys, they're obviously high draft round picks. They're going to teams that are obviously picking them first because they need them. Yes. Um, so I really don't think we're seeing Baker's moment yet. I think it might be coming. I don't think it's this game, though. <laughs> but I also don't think that Cleveland is like in the vicinity of a Detroit or a Jacksonville. I think that they have had you these have years. Remember that they were. They were, but they've sure. had these years to evolve. I mean, you have some key players on this team that not just Baker that make it up. I mean, let's think. You got Clowney on, on your defense, and who else is on big your, move by that? And who else sure. is on their defense? There's another big boy right there on his defense next to Clowney. God, I'm going mindset right now. But then, then you got people like Odell. I mean, you have a lot of people that just kind of fit in to this team mm-hmm. and make it good. And us well, being, you have to remember OBJ was out all last season too. So that was another big blow as far as one of those guys that was at one point, his right hand man. And then wasn't, he was out. Yes. Um, big changes, but yeah, I'd have to agree with you, Arizona for this one too, to go six and zero. Now we're moving on to a sensitive subject that we talked about earlier, Katie, and that would be the Las Vegas Raiders and John Gruden. 
Now, this will be their first week without the head coach who recently has just resigned. They will be playing Denver, who I have to say is another one of those sneaky teams right now who is doing very well. I think before we ask about this, I want to very quickly ask your thoughts on the John Gruden situation. Yeah, um, it's a tough situation as far as for any team, for any person, for any league. I definitely think we'll see more of this story unfold. I think the team handled things as they needed to. Um, You know, do I think it was potentially a full resignation solely on his part? No, I think they might have tried to help him out a little bit. Um, Can't say for sure, but uh, definitely a wild tale unfolding here. And I think we could potentially see a lot of those effects in Sunday's game. You know, as a former athlete, a lot of internal situations can really take a toll on a team. There can be a lack of trust. There can be a lack of trust in each other. And and you're traveling away, too, after this big thing just unfolded. Absolutely. And not necessarily to an easy situation, to a different climate, to a different, whole different situation. Um, I think we could see a lot of all of that unfold. And I think I'd probably, I don't know. I mean, this Raiders team, again, was like really one to watch. Shout out Brian Edwards. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Um, they were kind of one to watch, and now they're kind of starting to slip. So I wouldn't be surprised if Denver pulls the win out of this. I have to go Denver with this as well. They were already, even before this, I was going to go Denver because they're sneaky good right now. Yeah. What, what are they, 4-1? and one? Yeah. So, I mean, what are 3-2. 3-2. Three 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 and and yeah. I mean, but still, they've beaten some good teams. Right. And it's a 3-2 and two matchup, honestly. One more question I want to ask you about the John Gruden situation is the Raiders have handled their situation on their part. What role do you think the NFL should have in an, a situation like this, um, if any? No, a hundred percent. There's there definitely needs to be accountability, considering especially who some of these emails were going to. I think that there's going to be a call to action for that to be taken into account and uh, taken care of. We could see a lot of backlash coming to Goodell. Um, not that he doesn't get enough heat as it is in general, <laughs> but this could be it a him. spark for a lot of change internally for a lot of teams, for this team, for the whole league itself. Thank you very much for your thoughts, and I don't think I could agree more. Moving on to another interesting team. We here don't like them very much. I don't know how you feel, Miss Katie. The Dallas Cowboys. They are traveling to Bill Belichick, take the air out the ball. (laughs) They're traveling to New England. And I got to say, as much as I don't want to say it, Katie, as much as I don't want to say it, you got to start start looking out for these Cowboys, man. As much as I don't want to say it. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. I think that they can beat Bill Belichick this week. I'm going Cowboys. Yeah. I'm going Cowboys. And I honestly don't want to do that. Because I want to think, you know, you got this young QB in New England. He's having that Tom Brady kind of effect, I feel like, on Bill Belichick. He almost beat Tom Brady. God, how what an ego boost that would have been for that boy and, for and Bill sure. Belichick if they would have beat Tom Brady sure. in that game. But, I think I think, I think Tom coming, came out frazzled a little I, bit. I think so, that. too. But coming to this game, I think this is another... That's going to be a kind of prime time game for me. Out of the 425 games between the Las Vegas and Denver and Dallas and New England, I think my eyes are going to be glued to the Dallas New England game. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a close cut game. Yeah. I mean, 
Mac Jones is really kind of, like you said it, I mean, he's stepping into his own. I think he's going off of a lot of momentum from last week's game. Not to mention Dallas is dealing with Ezekiel Elliott out. Yes. So there's some hard hits. That Dallas Giants game was just a rough one for sure. But <laughs> Miles Garrett, I just thought of the other defensive Miles person Garrett. on Cleveland. I couldn't think. But think, think about I just <laughs> Miles Garrett and Clowney. If I had those two running at me and I'm a QB, yeah. I'm running the other way, Katie. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, that's scary. True. <laughs> now we got Mr. Russ, another MVP in my eyes, traveling to Pittsburgh. And you know what's crazy is, you know that old man, that Big Ben? He's still playing. Yeah. He's and still he finally out there. got a win last year. And he finally got a win. And I'm happy for those boys because from going last season, what was it, 11-0? Twelve and zero to then losing the last five Winning games, the conference, yep. and and losing out. Absolutely, this season has been shaky for them. But also, it really hasn't been the best for Seattle. Seattle is usually one of those teams that I'm always on my radar. Right, and I think right now they're being overshadowed in my eyes by the Rams and the Cardinals, and they're just kind of sitting down in there. But with Rush, you can never count them out. Yeah, no, Seattle's always one of those teams. It's almost like people forget about them because it's pretty consistently a good team. Um, Pittsburgh, this is definitely something we have not really seen out of them. Totally unexpected. Ben's just been, I don't even know where Ben's been. Not to mention Juju smith out for the season. Yes. That could be a big blow for them. I think it's a Seattle win, 100%. Hopefully Claypool gets a few more targets. He's on my fantasy <laughs> also, but it's Smith-Schuster out. Now, I do agree. I will say this about Ben. As the Pittsburgh organization, if I'm them, I want to give Ben enough respect to let him step down gracefully on his own. Yeah, no, that's their and, guy. And that's what I would That's what I would do. He'll be But also guy. in my mind is to, as well, not being a jerk, just especially because I am Tom Brady biased, he's not doing what Tom Brady's doing at his age. Correct. He, he's not putting out that... It's been, that, it's been in, an inconsistent Ben Roethlisberger, so, for sure. for me, especially if you're my – and as much as people always try to come for Mike Tomlin, and I hate that, he's never had a losing season. Yeah. What can you say bad about this guy? He, he, and also Mike Tomlin, he just seems like a great guy. And I even feel like with him, you can kind of – as a coach, it's like you want the best from your team, but again, you don't want that vet quarterback right. to feel like – Everything they gave to that organization was, oh, well, now we're, it's time to bench you. No, yeah. And, and and Tomlin's really got – he's calling on most of his other players to really step in and fill that spot for Juju. I know James Washington, he's calling on Ray Ray McLeod. He's like, it's not going to be a one-person void. I'm going to need a real team effort. And I think he kind of wants that too to just maybe help pick up some of Ben's slack. Agreed. I have to go Seattle as well. Yeah. But I, I hope it's an 8-20 game. It's prime time. I hope it's a good game. Sure. I really do. Absolutely. But what I know will be a good game <sighs> is Monday Night Football, and that is those bad Buffalo Bills now, Katie. I mean, Josh Allen, he's bad. Yeah. Josh Allen is a – shut your mouth, he bad. He, he going to take on the Tennessee Titans, who again – now they were a team coming into the season I really thought would be on my radar – not so much. They Not went so out and much. they got all these new pieces. Thank and God for Derrick Henry is God. all I can say. Not just, again, for fantasy, but that guy is carrying the team on his back. Line. Literally, man. I mean, we have not seen a Tannehill that they need. So really, it has been an O-line effort to protect him and keep him as 
functioning as possible, essentially, to keep plays happening. So, yeah, shout out Derrick Henry because uh, that's what I think of when I think of Tennessee right now, unfortunately. And this is, you know, Tennessee had a great season last year, but Buffalo is is the team to the watch. Team. The team to watch 100%. And even with Derrick Henry, Buffalo's defense is on fire right now. Yep. You can't yeah. give the ball to Henry three out of four plays. For sure. And, and not expect this guy to wear down, to keep getting hit. Yeah. To, I mean, to keep carrying this team. You have to find versatile other ways to exploit this team. Sure. But ultimately, in my eyes, it's a no-brainer. The Buffalo Bills are taking this win. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen, he's on fire. And There's he's actually, no other way to put it. Like, football-wise and, like, in life-wise, because he actually is fine as hell. Josh <laughs> Allen, shout out. Hit me on Insta, at a Butterson. Send me a DM, boo. We'll link up. I don't know about Buffalo, though. It is really cold there in the winters. I don't know how yeah. I don't know how it would fit in there, Katie. Now, this week on bye, for the bye week, our first big bye week, we have the Hawks on a bye, the New Orleans Saints, the Jets, thank God, and the 49ers. Shout out Mike Davis. Get some rest. Get ready to go for next week. I know it's been a struggle for this Atlanta team in the beginning of this season, but hopefully they can punch something out. Yeah. As far as the Jets, nobody cares. The Saints. <laughs> They've been doing a hell of a job, too. So I don't know if it was the eye surgery for Jameis Winston or, again, a yeah. change of setting or a little bit of both. But he's clicking in well with the Saints team. And I have to say, if you're Drew Brees and you're just now in retirement, you're, you're sitting back with your feet up and you're like, this is the guy I left my team to. I'm not. I'm feeling pretty confident at this point. And I honestly, me five years ago, I wouldn't have said that about Jameis. Yeah. I would never have said that about him. But now I think this guy can lead this team. His success with this team definitely, you know, might be continued throughout the season. I think a lot of people maybe looked at Jameis Winston and remembered a lot of the personal issues from years past. So I think that his image now, as far as helping with the team's efforts, is helping him out a little bit. And and it's obviously helping them out, too. Well, speaking of helping out, well, we're watching all this football this weekend, Katie. You know we have to stop by our favorite pizza place, Stoner's Pizza Joint, right in Columbia, 1216 Washington Street. Anytime I want pizza, that's where we go. It's it's close to the house, always great customer service, and the best of, of all, kind. our food is not prepared until we order it. And I, nobody wants old pizza laying yeah, around or absolutely. anything. So it's great to know that love is put into every order. And again... Shout out Stoner's Pizzas. If you go in there, let them know Opinions on Pickens sent you. Give them a little wink. Maybe get some free breadsticks or something. You never Ooh. know. Some breadsticks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Katie, you got anything else to say to these people? Again, y'all, show Katie some love. Show, what, Katie, tell the people your Instagram. My Instagram is at katie.anger. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Especially singles, you guys. She's beautiful. Oh a redhead. Gosh, She's please, single. Please, Hit please. her up. Get in her DMs. You know, I can She works out every day. <laughs> She's all like fit and everything. Not me with all my little stomach. She's all like booty and like in the gym and working. I'm out here like doing some work this afternoon. She's like, I'm just going to go for an afternoon walk. I'm like, an afternoon walk? <laughs> who the fuck? Who does that? It's a lovely Miss day Katie in Columbia, does, guys. South Carolina. And here. she... And, <laughs> Carolina alum, that's another one of them too. She Absolutely. actually carried me through a lot of journalism. I would walk in and kind of like spy on her in <laughs> senior semester. <laughs> it was a great time. We loved it. It really was. But until next time, guys, I'm your host, Alyssa Butterson. 
keep winning. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram at Opinions on Pickens. Please like and subscribe to us on YouTube and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep winning.